0: Welcome to Title Talk, a podcast for real estate investors where we cover tips, tricks, and trends in the industry.
1: This podcast is all about providing valuable insights to help you maximize your investment opportunities.
0: Whether you're a seasoned pro or just getting started, Title Talk is the place to stay in the know and get inspired.
1: So grab your headphones, tune in, and let's talk title.
0: Hey!
1: What's up? How you doing? Good. How are you today?
0: So good to see you. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the second episode of Title Talk. This is actually our first live episode. We haven't done this live before, so good to see each and every one of you that are joining us uh, for this tonight. We're super stoked to have you guys here. And Dina, you look phenomenal. How are you?
1: So do you. I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Live. Live.
0: Live. That last episode, we got a lot of comments, um, mainly about uh, Dina needing to speak up. Uh, actually, guys, it wasn't her. It wasn't her fault. We had the microphone levels that were like low, but but what what is really important is that everybody wanted to hear more from Dina. They wanted to see more Dina, hear more Dina, uh, have more Dina. And so Dina is back by your popular demand. So Dina, you 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 wowed everybody. Everybody's in love with you.
1: Thank you. And guys, we did love your feedback, seriously.
0: We sure, sure did. Uh the the cool thing about this show guys is that Title Talk is about how you can work with your title company to really understand the nuances of your specific market, maybe some of the the the, the ways that deals can go right, the deal, the way that deals can go wrong, how you can leverage a title company to do more business and and intricacies and nuances for your specific market that you need to know when you're talking contracts, when you're talking escrow, when you're talking the mechanics of getting a deal done, I can tell you guys over 6,000 transactions. That's how many deals I've done. Think about that over 6,000 wholesale deals. I have seen everything. I've seen it all. I've good, seen it bad all. And ugly. Yeah. The good, the bad, the ugly made lots of money, lost money, had People angry, people happy, people cry, people swear—all of it—and and all that has done is given me more knowledge, more opportunity to really dive into the meat and potatoes of this. So, um, really excited to have the partner with Fidelity Title to actually put this out because this is not information that people ever talk about because it's not not really like sexy, right? Like, or is it? Is well, Title sexy?
1: Because like you asked me. Can we talk title? And I was like, I don't know. Do people care about that stuff?
0: I do. Cause I know how important it is. Cause that's where like, that's where my check comes from. <laughs> I want to talk title because that's where the money comes from, honey. Well guys, it is absolutely sexy. It is a very important topic for you to understand. And we are going to bring uh, an escrow officer that I personally have done a lot of business with. My entire organization is in love with this escrow officer. Um, And before we bring her on, Dina, tell us a little bit about your relationship with Jody. Uh, Jody Ayala, guys, is who I'm talking about. Phenomenal, phenomenal human being, phenomenal escrow officer. If you're in Arizona and you're not doing business with Jody or you haven't done business with Jody, fire your title company, fire your escrow officer. She's your gal. Dina, how did you come to meet Jody and how important has she been to the FNF family and your guys' success in the investor space of title.
1: Yeah, so Jody's rock star. She has been in the title space for about eighteen years now, and uh, she's definitely going to share with us some of the uh, amazing deals that she's done. Some specific circumstances. Uh, she's the branch manager of our Thunderbird Park office. Thunderbird. Thunderbird, located in Peoria, Arizona, but they do business everywhere. So yeah, I'm excited for uh, her to meet everybody on here.
0: Well, super excited to bring her on. Uh, she's kind of like a Daenerys Targaryen sort of vibe, and and. For for those of you that are nerds, uh, Game of Thrones nerds, you'll understand when you see the beautiful blonde hair uh, that Jody sports. Uh, if you would, guys, send your virtual hugs, your virtual applause, Jody Ayala.
1: And you know what's hey funny guys. about Jodi is she does change her hair color sometimes. So she could be blonde one day and brunette the next. That's
0: that's I mean, that's very, very um, modern of you. <laughs> Hi Jody. Hi
2: Jody. Hey guys, how are you?
0: Amazing. How are you?
2: I am doing great. Thank you for having me and thank you for the kind words.
0: I mean, they're 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 not just kind words, they're facts, right? We you and I have been done business for a long time. Uh, my my team all adore you. We've 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 closed hundreds of deals together and uh, really it's an honor for me to be able to have you on this and and to have Fidelity National Title as our partner in in really sharing with the investor world just how important title companies and title can be to your success to your growth and we want to dive into all of the meat and potatoes that of ways that things can go wrong ways that things can go right how we can work with our title companies how we can leverage them better Um, but also get to know you a little bit because there's going to be hundreds if not thousands of people that will watch this episode many of them will be doing deals in arizona and my goal my hope is that they all reach out to your office of fidelity title and reach out to you specifically jody to do their investor deals
2: well i love it let's let's get into it and i love that you say title is sexy because when i think of sexy i think of you know you got it all going on lots of dynamics the good the bad the ugly all of it and and yeah. sexy it is <laughs>
0: that's sexy right like it, it it's the thing cuz here's, here's here's why i think title sexy because like i said earlier that's where the money comes from okay but it's mm-hmm. also where the mechanics of what we do actually takes place guys as a wholesaler do you know that i create millions of dollars of value by being able to leverage contracts by being able to understand and leverage documents, financial instruments, I'm, I'm, I've become a millionaire and my title companies have helped me do it. Not only that, but my best friend who's the top creative finance investor in the entire country can buy and sell houses without ever needing his own cash, his own credit, really anything, a license, none of that. And, and title companies allow us to transact It's like you guys are, you guys democratize real estate investing. And, you know, Dina and I were talking earlier today, not only do you guys democratize real estate investing, but there's so many ways that you can leverage a title company. Before we get into that, Jody, we want to learn a little bit about you um, because you are a veteran in the industry. And even though you look super young, um, I know that you've got a lot of history in the title business. So would you rewind us back to the beginning of your journey as an escrow officer? How did you get in the business of title?
2: Well, that is funny, and and you know I I laugh because it's like you know we go to college, we do all these things, we have these big dreams when we're young, right? But never ever did I once think, oh, I'm going to be an escrow officer, let alone even know what that was, you know, back when I was growing up. So, um, you know, I I feel like for everybody, you know, that's in the title and escrow industry, it's not something we grow up dreaming about or going to school for it's, you can't go and take a class on how to be an escrow officer and, you know, get a diploma or something and go go do it. Yeah, so it's not like, it's not like
0: a university or a college right. like like degree. Yeah.
2: Right. It. I think, you know, I, I did go to college and I got a degree and all of that. Um, so I definitely think my business management degree, if you will, has helped me along the way with with navigating my business and doing that. Um, but I actually I was living in California, struggling to make ends meet. Um, I was a professional dancer, ballerina, tap, jazz, lyrical, doing all that stuff, teaching, dance, choreographing, and struggling to make ends meet. So I thought, I've got to figure out something. i got to find a way to um, support my dream at that time, and while I continued to pursue that – and be able to to pay the bills. And so I just literally started faxing my resume to every single fax number that was in the newspaper. Awesome. And and you know, that was when fax was now they've got all different kinds of fancy stuff, but Facts. fax is was our thing back then. N- right? Now you fax heard? is the
0: way that young people say that's true. That's that's right.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the moral of that I think is you do what you got to do when, you know, push comes to shove and, and how bad do you want something? Right. So, um, I started a faxing during my lunch hour at, um, I was working for a, um, uh, a dance clothing line. And so I was faxing my resume over my lunch hour every day and spending, you know, taking bites in between and all that, whatever. But, um, and so then I got a call from an escrow company in California and I started at the bottom working as a receptionist and then I moved to assistant escrow officer and then escrow officer and assistant manager and now manager and escrow officer assistant vice president so you know you get invested in what it is that you do and get deep rooted and 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 build and and commit fully to whatever it is that you're doing and and anything's possible so that's kind of my story in a nutshell. I started in California, got married, moved out here to Arizona, and and here we are. And by the way, she's a total rock star dancer.
0: Oh yeah?
1: Yep. <laughs> I think I at love- our at our at our next
0: meetup, any chance we'll get a – what is it? What's what's a dance term? A pirouette? Is that thing? Is it that, is. A, is it that is. any t- any chance we'll get a pirouette from you at the, the next Possibly, meetup?
2: She can I can do that too though. <laughs> She, no, she's your giggling. video, your 80s dance video. You yes, did? yes. Oh you like that? My, I, I probably watched it at least 60 times. I'm <laughs> not even kidding you. <laughs> that's so fun. No, I, I. Fantastic.
0: I enjoyed that. Maybe you can help me out with an ad in the future. I, I got to make some more <laughs> funny ones. I've, they've all been so serious lately and boring, you know, but yeah, yeah no, I want to make some more uh, comedic ones. So Jody, you'll absolutely help me. Um, but that's, that that's great.
1: So, Jody, why don't you uh, share with us one of the things that keeps you passionate in this
2: business? My favorite thing I feel like about the industry is nothing's the same. Mm. Every day, you know, it's going to be something new. It's 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 ever changing market. Um, so I love the bend and flex. I love molding to to different. Um, you know, the different things that are going on in our industry, the differences in our market, you know, changing from, you know, REOs to short sales to traditional real estate to investors. So all the um, different facets, I guess, that we have going on and n- nothing's the same. I love thinking outside of the box, brainstorming, problem solving is probably my most favorite aspect of, of what we do. Um, and just, you know, navigating the, the different nuances that, that come about every day is, is really what fuels me, I guess.
0: So, you know, you've been, you've been in it since, you know, you were, you were faxing. So, so (laughs) I I have, I have to ask, right. How long have you been in the business? I mean, are you, are you, have, have you been in it over a decade? two decades. I mean, like you years. look, you, you look like a teenager. So <laughs> I, 18 well, years,
2: No, 18 years. Yeah. 18 years. And it's funny. Cause it's like, I was just talking to Katie in my office today. I said, you know, one of the things that we appreciate most about, you know, our longtime loyal clients is when they just call and check in, like, how are you doing? You know? Cause sometimes I think like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to, you know, have a cup of coffee and, and I'm just going to die here and, <laughs> you know, come by, check on us, make sure the body's still warm. We're still, we're still breathing and moving. And, but, um, yeah, no, I, I absolutely love what I do. And, and, um, I mean, I think 18 years speaks for that, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's incredible. And, 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 the funny thing is too that a lot of people that are real estate investors are getting started in the business they don't understand that you don't have to be a wholesaler you don't have to be a real estate agent you don't have to be um a creative finance person you can get very wealthy you could actually do really well in the title and escrow business and i'm, I'm not going to ask you about your personal finances but 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 how rich are you <laughs> <laughs> No no because, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm rich
2: no, in love.
0: Yeah, but cuz cuz like y'all cuz cuz if you do yes, a lot of is. business and you can build a, a you know good book of business, right? And that's what I understand about title companies and, and especially escrow officers like yourself that people become loyal to you, right? And yeah. and I I've, I've followed escrow officers before from their move from one office to another. It's it's happened in my in my life, right? Where I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I really like this this escrow officer. And she moves to a different branch or a different, a different company altogether. And then all of a sudden I'm like, see ya, I'm with the escrow officer. Right. So I know that it's really important that you like these relationships and because you can really build a book of business. So for people that are even interested in the title business, is it lucrative? Is it something that people can be like yeah, like it can do really well and have a good life. I saw the car that Dina rolled up in today and I was like, damn, you know, how do I get one of them?
2: Well, we like agents or like investors, you know, we don't get paid until the deal closes. Right. And so I think that's important for, you know, yes, we work for a Fortune 250 or 280 or whatever we are today company. However, we we have a, a small base but we are very heavily compensated on commissions and bonuses so again we don't get paid until you get the
0: deal paid. is done so until exactly. you've performed until everybody is all the, the 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 funds are dispersed everybody's happy everything's happened that's yeah. when the 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 title company eats that's when that's when you get your pay and yeah. so i just want everybody to understand it's so important It's so important that you respect, love and really honor the relationships that you have with your title officer, with your title company, because, look, if you're one of those wholesalers and I'm going to I'm going to scold you guys right now. If you're one of those wholesalers right now that are going and opening files at your title company and then canceling files left, right and center. okay, shame on you. Don't do that. Right. You I've 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 taught the people that are in the Astro Flipping community and I and I say it on Wholesale Hotline and I'm going to say it with you right now. As, in, as wholesalers we have to think about the business of title and one of the things that I have I have worked out with my title company is the understanding that look I may or may not know what I'm doing with this deal right now I'm, I have this house under contract I'm going to explore all my exit strategies during the inspection period but because I, I honor your costs because I honor your business model please don't pull a title report on this file until I know what my Exit or disposition strategy is going to be on this deal. How important is it, do you think, for people, investors, to be communicative and transparent and honest with their title companies, so that you guys aren't spending needless dollars doing things that m- will ultimately just end up being cost you money? Like, do you re- do you guys uh, like respect that and want that from your customers?
2: Yeah, of course. But you know, Jamil, to be honest, you are 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 the exception to greatness in that regard because i can't tell you how many times we you know i mean I, people will call and just say hey can you can you pull a title report can you can you do this and we have i mean there's other things that we can do well, how much does it cost um, you to
0: pull a title report let's talk about that what's the cost
2: it's 650 dollars,
0: guys 650 bucks and people are just willy-nilly calling their title company and be like yo Pull this title report for me. I want to see what's going on. Guys, that's $650 in sunken costs. And especially if you open a file, you go lock up a deal, you open a file with a title company, and then, and then you don't even deposit earnest money, and then you don't even work the deal, and then you just cancel it. The, like, They just spent $650 pulling a title report for you.
1: Well, think about when you got started, right? Yes. We learned the hard way. We
0: did. Because we did. I didn't know that until
1: we had the conversation. Until we had the
0: conversation. Until it was like, hey, because when I was first getting started, I'm gonna be straight up and transparent with everybody. I didn't close every deal I was in. I didn't know. I, I still had to learn. I was learning what I was doing. I, I was making mistakes and canceling and things were happening. Obviously that's changed, right? We've we've become a lot better, we've become more mature, we understand our business, we know our numbers, we have good relationships with buyers, so we complete a lot more, but we still have the We still have that relationship with our title company to say, look, we honor you guys. We don't want you to be spending money on deals that are not going to pan out to anything. So please. So so when- Actually,
1: you know, it's fun. We even have a system for this in Jody's office for any of the Astros that are on here. If you send your um, email to astrocontracts at FNF.com, that triggers us to know that we aren't opening the prelim, but we are giving your seller security on- Making sure that they know that we've got stuff going on, but we're not spending the six hundred and fifty bucks at that stage because we right. don't have an end buyer.
0: Then now you guys can still open the file yes. and accept earnest money, yeah. and and yes. the, the contract is still ratified. It's still in process, and 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 all of the things that you would normally expect to happen, you'll still communicate with the seller, you'll still communicate with all of the necessary parties and do all the things that that a title company should do, but we're not gonna get into that spot where we're now like spending money and digging ourselves into a hole.
2: Right. Well, and there's you, I mean, if you have questions, maybe you think your sellers, you know, not giving you the full picture about what's going on with the property, or maybe there was a death and they don't know what, what exactly the situation is. Um, we can do a quick liens and encumbrances search and it's and it's free and it's fast i mean our i never market-
0: even knew that what's that called a liens and encumbrances search
2: Yes, it's a liens and encumbrances search.
0: I just learned something. It's free, and
2: we have it back from them like within 24 hours. I've seen them come in as fast as four hours. So, So, if somebody's
0: doing creative finance, and this is an important mm -hmm. thing, right? Like, if you're doing creative finance, you want to know what are all of the obligations? Like, what's the note? If there are any judgments, any liens, any encumbrances, clouds, whatever it is on title, that's the search that I could use to be able to get an understanding of what clouds or what. Yep. What things I have to satisfy in order to, to achieve clear title? Correct. And can is this liens and encumbrances search readily available across the nation?
2: So you know, I can't you... speak for
1: um, procedures in other operations directly, but I do know that the tool is available.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay, so that's it's you would absolutely want to get a hold of.
2: Ask them. Yeah. yeah.
0: So now somebody asked a question earlier in the chat, and I want to I respond to it. Is FNF national? Yes. It's in the name. Fidelity National. Financial. Financial. So, yes, you are a national title company, and um, if they want to work with an office, a Fidelity office, how would they get a hold of you, Dina, to find a match for a title company in their specific market?
1: You can just email TitleTalk at fnf.com and I will connect you with um, an office in the place that you're either trying to go into or that you're already into.
0: Awesome. Guys, we're going to get to the audience questions here in a little moment, but I just want to ask Jody some questions about, you know, her business and things that, that, that make her tick. So when you are working, <laughs> you know, with a customer or, or, you know, with a new client, what are some things that you like or turn you on?
1: Oh, and I don't God. mean that in
0: a gross way. I mean that in we're like. talking
1: about sexy things. No, again. yeah, but
0: the yeah. title is sexy. So, so <laughs> I want to know, I want to know what's, what's, what's uh, your love language?
2: I think, you know, it goes back to, it's very simple and it goes back to something that everybody's mother probably taught them when they were going to their first day of kindergarten. And that is to be nice. Like I think the world we're living mm. in today is hard enough and difficult enough, and at the end of the day, we all work to provide, you know, for our families. We can travel or do whatever we want to do, um, but to help each other get to the finish line, whatever that finish line might be in that moment. Um, so loyalty, you know, lo- we love loyal clients. Um, you know when you've got a, a tough transaction or a messy title or you know a difficult seller that you're you're working with to really support each other and i say each other in all inclusive in the transaction whether you're you know an investor or the seller's agent or the buyer's agent or the lender to be all inclusive and everybody really working to get that deal to the finish line, um, supporting each other, having each other's back, and and be nice, be kind. Good I point. I love that.
0: It's so real.
2: It's so real. Because like I've right.
0: I've 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 been that guy that has like been at a you know uh, a, like an investor meetup, and I've and I've I've heard people on the phone yelling at their their title company yelling at their escrow officer like you better blah, blah, blah. and i think to myself like dude gross gross yeah. like why why would you ever think that it's acceptable to talk to that person or anybody for that like that for that matter but you know it's it, like this person is this person is going to help you make 30 dollars in a transaction and you're treating them with disrespect like that is so uncool right like it just completely completely terrible i think have
1: humanity right
0: right so like them
1: like they're humans and everybody comes from something you don't know what was happening in their world exactly
0: exactly and so like even if things are taking longer than than they would normally take like because you guys get slammed things happen right and so like be also understanding of just the the like realities of life you know, if, if, if your, your, your escrow officer is sick or their assistant's gone and they've got, they've been piled up with all kinds of things, like just understand, you know? And so like, that's, that's a really, that's a really important thing. Be kind.
1: I love that. Okay, Jody. So I'm going to talk about something that's not so sexy. Okay. What, what turns you <laughs> off? What's a
2: title oh, turn good. off? Um, you know, I think probably unrealistic expectations and, and I think, Expectations are can be a difficult thing to set sometimes, especially when you're working with somebody for the first time or you've got somebody in the in a transaction that you don't normally work with. Mm. Um, so so that can be a tough thing, tough thing to navigate. But again, at the end of the day, I think it comes down to communication. Um, here's, you know. Here's what I need, or or here's what you know. How can I help you? Or what's frustrating you? Um, to have those real and and difficult conversations sometimes, um, and one-sided relationships are probably the mm. biggest turnoff. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's um, all about me, 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 me. Don't.
2: Yeah, what you I care always, about
0: or your your business doesn't matter. Like they 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 literally and it. It's interesting i i love to think about my title company and the people i work with as my partners not service providers
1: right
0: you know and 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 that's that's That's, like
1: that's the power of partnership yes when you are both in a mutual relationship
0: right like i feel like you guys are as important to the transaction as my acquisitions guy or me or anybody else for that matter because look i can make a deal happen and you could blow the deal up so i for damn sure better respect you and understand how to like really harness this relationship and make sure that we are in on the same page. So, uh, I absolutely love that. Thank you for, yeah. thank you for sharing that. So, so guys, you, you learned a little bit about, you know, what makes a title company feel happy? What makes a title company unhappy? Um, I want to dive into a little bit of drama now. I, 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 I you know, it, it, it wouldn't be a podcast for this. If, if, yeah. Five, if we didn't have, like, if, if it wasn't, it wouldn't be a podcast if we weren't getting into the dramatics. So, So tell us a a title ghost story. Tell us one of the most bookiest, dookiest things that happened to you in the title business.
2: Well, I've definitely got one that uh, gave me nightmares for a very, very long time. And one that I went back and revisited multiple times um, because I had to make sure that it was resolved so um like gosh four years ago and we, we um and did all the right things all you know we go in and, you know have our, our red flags up, check email addresses, verify wire instructions, do all these things you know that were, we're you know trained on. Um, but this particular one was a doozy and the seller, seller had created a ID um, of a deceased person. And we sent a notary to them, the notary verified their their driver's license, signed the notarized, and we used the transaction of a deceased person's home. So you can imagine the family, you know, what happens months later when the family goes to find out and someone's trying to move into the house or already in the house and they go by, go, go past the property to see completely devastating. And for us, totally embarrassing because as professionals, you know, um, it just, it, it, it knocks you for a loop for sure. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you go back and you revisit and you say, okay, what could have we done differently? And you look at all the things, um, you know, that, and you go back and go, yep, we did this, we did this, we did this, we did this. And the bottom line is at some, sometimes fraud is, is, is from, you know, um, if, if we had all the loopholes and, and everything figured out and dialed in and we're a hundred proof. There, there wouldn't be such a thing, and at the end of the day, that's why there's, there's title insurance, right? Right. Um, hey, Jody, right. there was so a we, bit
1: of a shaky connection. So, can you just give the like the highlight of like what exactly happened in the beginning that gave you a nightmare in that transaction?
0: Your connection's oh, better sure. now, but it, it, it kind of got a little bit cut out. So, we appreciate the recap. Sorry about that.
2: Oh, sure, sure, sure. So, we had a seller, a seller, a fake. It was a fake seller, who um, basically took over the identity of a deceased person, created Mm. an ID, um, opened a bank account, all these things. Um, So it came time for closing. We had been communicating with this individual. Um, It came time for closing. We sent a notary out out to him. Um, he presented identification. The notary, who also carries, you know, liability insurance, notarized him. It was one of our regular, preferred notaries. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, fraudsters are going to be fraudsters. All we can do is make sure that we are crossing our T's, dotting our eyes. And in this particular instance, we had, we had done. You know our our due diligence and what we were supposed to do, um, but the for me, you know, I couldn't stop thinking about the family that had been affected by this. That had had, you know, they already had to deal with the the death of a family member, and so now to to have to deal with, you know, their home being gone and their belongings and all these things. It's just it's 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 awful. But again, at the end of the day. Um, this is, this is why you get title insurance on, on your transactions and you don't just sign deeds here and there, transferring property and swap checks, you know?
1: Um,
2: and you also go with your
1: gut on that one, right? So like on either side of the transaction as an investor, as an escrow officer, um, you know, sometimes when your gut feels off, you take action, right? For sure. For sure.
0: And it's interesting, yeah. right? because we're we're, you know, again, in the world of fraud, it's it's such a terrible thing. I've, I've been a victim of fraud before. I've been a victim of a wire being intercepted by a fraudster. In fact, yeah. I was in a fidelity deal when um, money was intercepted by uh, a fraudster. So somebody had hacked an account, an email account. They had swapped in wire instructions that were their wire instructions. Money got wired to the wrong bank account. And I i have to be honest, Fidelity Title was the most stand-up company when it came to dealing with this situation, unraveling everything, helping us get the money back, clawbacks, making everything whole, working with the banks, working with everybody to make sure that the deal, like nobody was hurt, right? And, and at the end of the day, that's really important. It's really important because, look, fraudsters are going to create havoc. They're going to go out there. They're going to do bad stuff. They're going to make things terrible. But if you have the right company and you have the right backing, you've got the right policies, you have the right safety nets, when bad things happen, there's good companies that solve those problems and situations. And and actually, Fidelity Title made not only myself, but the people involved all whole. And we ended up walking out of that situation wiser, but really thankful that we had a relationship with Fidelity because that was pretty terrible. It was a terrible thing that happened, right? And just mm-hmm. like in your circumstance and instance, it's it really makes you aware of just how unscrupulous people can be yeah. in, in the financial you know,
1: space and one of the trending things too, when it comes to fraud today, is elder abuse. I mean, that's yes. definitely something that's a hot topic for um, training for our teams. For um, I know you guys just did um, had a conversation about that last week too, Jody. Yeah. But that's something that's coming up a lot on the investor circuit.
0: Right. So you guys being able to spot if you have, you know, uh, like a caregiver that's that's maybe being forcefully making somebody transfer a property or or do something that is not in their best interest you're trained to pick up on the signs or what could possibly signal that something unscrupulous is going on
2: right yeah and power of attorneys are power of attorneys are um a tough thing too for the elderly because you know a lot of times when we have um the poas for you know even family members they either have dementia or they're in a in a home or something like that so even getting a hold of those people sometimes to be able to talk to them and confirm that they do in fact understand they're selling their property that they're selling their property for 350,000 or whatever the amount is and that you know Betty Boop is going to act as the power of attorney and and sign for for that individual so um you know it's it's a it's a tough it's a sensitive thing and and you it's we have to navigate it very very delicately because you know we would never want the person in the transaction to think that we are um making you know an unjust accusation or something we're simply doing our what we need to do to make sure all parties are protected
0: i would way rather you guys check my id make sure that like you guys yeah. gave me a thorough check than just take me for my word you know what i mean like and, and you know when somebody does get upset about that it's usually because well not usually but sometimes it's because they're Shady. they're trying to hide something you know what i mean so like right. like I I, I I i look i go through i go through airport security and i do it lovingly and and i'm happy to go through it because i know i don't want to be on a plane where somebody snuck something on it right Right. and so like i know like i i gotta i'm a party to the thorough check because i want to make sure that i don't got a a a crazy person on the plane with me that's going to hurt us right and so just like when we're entitled like i'm totally gonna submit to the thorough check I just did a deal with I just went to my bank the other day and my banker know we text like we're friends right but when I when I sat down at his desk first thing I did is pull up my wallet and gave him my ID he knows who the hell I am (laughs) you know he doesn't need to see my ID but I give him my ID anyways because I'm like yo check my ID this is is what we do we're at the bank check my ID Yeah. you know what, what if I'm fake Jamil you know like here, check my ID so Really, really important, and I'm glad that you know. I'm I'm sorry to have dug up a ghost story, but I'm glad that you <laughs> talked about it because I know that 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 bugged you.
1: Well, and the reason that we even want to talk about ghost stories, right, is this is how everybody learns. Ab- really?
0: Absolutely, we save thousands of dollars and and years and years and years of heartache by sharing some of the terrible things that we've experienced and seen. Again, um, you know, I've done over six thousand transactions. Can I just ask how many how many transactions have you been a part of, Jody?
1: Too many to count.
0: More than me. <laughs>
2: i have n- there is no way <laughs> i have no idea i have no idea thousands
0: and thousands and thousands and thousands i'm sure yeah wow i, I,
1: I couldn't even it's a big number
0: calculate. so calculate. there's there's an interesting thing that happens especially in the space of investing right where there's traps Contracts have certain traps or certain things that we need to make note of to make sure that we don't get our back against the wall or put ourselves in a situation that could potentially harm us moving forward. I'll give you an example of it. In Florida, the the, the board approved real estate agent contract has a mutual cancellation clause for buyer and seller if a buyer, say, wants to cancel on a, in a transaction during their inspection period. In order to get your earnest money back, both the buyer and seller have to agree to refund the EMD. Now, Mm -hmm. sometimes sellers get salty. Sometimes sellers are upset that you had to cancel. And I don't want to be blackmailed or put in a situation where I'm having to um, play games with a seller because I I exercised my contractual right to cancel a contract. So. I know that that's in the state of Florida and you don't do deals in Florida. You do deals in here in Arizona. And so I wanted to ask you, do you know of any contractual title traps that people doing deals in Arizona need to think about? This is a question I'm going to ask escrow officers across the country. And so anybody who's tuning in right now, if you're in a different state outside of Arizona, know that when we're when we talk to somebody in your state from Fidelity Title they will tell us about the title traps that you need to or contract traps that you need to think about. But I want to ask you, Jody, in Arizona, are there any nuances or any little interesting language in the standard real estate contracts that we use that we need to be careful of or uh, pay attention to?
2: I think um, probably one, and I just ran in, into this a couple of days ago where the earnest money was non-refundable and non-refundable is non-refundable unquestionably right however you have to have in any contract you have to have what we call conditions precedent which means the seller has to be able to bring the property so if they can't bring the property in a conveyable form right free clear of any needs encumbrances on
0: the on the day of close
2: Yes. On the day of close, then the earnest money, the buyer could cancel and get their earnest money back, even though the earnest money is non-refundable. So we've got, you know, we run into the hiccup where seller can't convey title or they can't convey title at the time of closing. Today, right. Today, they can convey it, but it's going to take a little bit more time. And, you know, you've got multiple assignments or what have you where earnest money is flowing up and all this crazy stuff. So, um, you know, it, it gets a little bit, a little bit sticky and a little bit messy. But I think at the end of the day, to remember that those conditions precedent, which is the seller has to be able to convey title. You can't just have people depositing earnest money and you are collecting earnest money on a property that
0: can't be sold. Can't be we're, sold. We're, you're can't <laughs> right. be conveyed. Yeah. Guys, this is so important. Oh my God. I just <laughs> I like I, I I wanna I wanna like cut this little this piece out and and send this out to like every real estate investor in Arizona. What she just said will save you so much grief. And I've been in, I've been on the both sides of this. Okay. I've been where I've been in a deal where I was the buyer in a transaction and i had second thoughts i'll be honest with you i had second thoughts about the deal okay
1: do you ever do that what have second thoughts
0: sometimes and i mean it look it happens it's not that i it's not that i'm like i will i will always perform and i will always do what i'm supposed to do hands down but on this specific deal there was so much hair it was so like Oh my gosh. Like I'm, I'm, you know, the, the, condi- I I bought the house side and scene. Okay. Sure. I, I finally get into it. It's way worse than what the wholesaler <laughs> had told me the condition of the property was. That never happens. No, never. Right. It was way worse. I mean, I'm talking like night and day different. Um, again, I'm, but I, 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 I bought the deal and I committed to closing it. Right. And, but it was on a specific day. It was, it was, Hey, look, on this specific day, if you can convey clear title, I'm going to close. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. They weren't able to convey clear title, and I was actually able to cancel and get my EMD back. So on that day, it worked in my favor, okay? Um, and everybody was like, they were cool with it. They're like, yeah, you're right, Jamil. We couldn't give you clear title. You're in your rights to cancel, cancel, and I canceled. I got my EMD back. I've been on the other side of that where I've sold a deal, and my seller, for whatever in, for whatever reason, they didn't give... Uh, the payoff—they didn't sign the payoff request uh, early enough. They didn't—they didn't do the things that they needed to do for the title company to order all of the necessary documents that they required in order to move the transaction along. So they stalled the process. Now, because they stalled the process, I had sold the deal to a buyer, and now we couldn't convey clear title on the closing day, and the buyer canceled and got their EMD back. And so I've been on both sides of it, and I was like, "Dang it, that sucks." <laughs> Right. I got I, same thing that I had done happened to me. And so, like, it is what it is. But um, really important piece of information to know if you're doing deals in Arizona. OK, you have to be able to convey clear title. Even if you've got a non-refundable earnest, non-refundable earnest situation, you have to be able to convey clear title on day of close. Otherwise, the buyer is entitled to get their earnest money back.
1: I love what you just shared, Jody. I think that's super smart. I
2: think, do you have a badge to go with that advice? You know. Escrow officers, do they have badges? I I did see Jamil's little post today, and I was chuckling.
0: (laughs) Because I was like, do escrow officers carry guns?
2: Yeah. (laughs) We only have, we have name badges, but no, you know, we don't arrest people, or we don't carry guns, or we don't, you know you know hold people i don't
0: know you can't give us a speeding ticket you're like i'm an escrow officer you're driving too fast
2: Failure you're doing to
0: close. You're, you're doing no. this deal too fast here's a here's a fine
2: no oh my god so no, no. name no tags that's
1: it all right all right how about tips for investors jody any any pointers that you'd point out like to somebody who's maybe new in the investing space or maybe experienced and uh this advice could go a long way to help them.
2: I think for investors specifically, it is critical for them to find an escrow officer that is experienced in investment transactions Mm. because they're creative. They're outside the box. Not everybody can do them. Let's be honest. Um, And, to, to, to really get deep rooted and invested with an experienced escrow officer that who does them is, is, and once you find that person to hold on to them and appreciate the hell out of them, because their, their investment deals are not, um, like I said, not just anybody can do them. They're very, very special. They're very intricate. There's, Multiple people to keep organized, managed, um, up to speed on what's going on. Um, so it, find a good one and, and hang on to them. And don't, you know, like I said, appreciate them because they're the good ones that are experienced are really hard to come by.
0: That's so, so real.
2: That's
1: gold.
0: 100%. Ah! So we're going to get into. Uh, Another section of our podcast where Another we're just going to Yeah, we're going to just ask you some random questions, okay? And, quickie, and questions. quickie questions, okay? And 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 just answer them the best that you can. We're going to go round robin, so I'm going to start and then Dina's going to um follow. Um okay. what is the last thing that you googled? Um let me you
1: see. get your phone, hun. It's okay. Get your phone. <laughs> just look in your Yeah. And, in the meantime, Jamil will tell us what the last thing he googled. I'll so tell I'll you I'll the last do, thing you know, I googled. I'll bring my phone Dang it. too. <laughs>
2: I got it I have the answer for you
1: okay Ah. what you got Jody?
2: small business loans in Arizona SBA loans
1: okay Mm. okay I like it I like it mine was who's still left in March Madness oh wow Ah. (laughs) I stopped following after my team lost last weekend
0: Guys, mine is mine is boring. I was I was googling the ratings of triple digit flip. Oh <laughs> my gosh! They? How are they? Really good. That's we're, exciting. We're, yeah, we're a top hundred cable TV show, so that is fun. Um, all right, cool. So that was cool. Uh, thank you for sharing that and being and being transparent and honest. Uh, number two,
1: most memorable deal.
2: Oh gosh, I mean, could I be can't. Good. It could be bad. It could be yeah i as much as i i've closed a few loans for some famous famous people some famous politicians those are always memorable um the
0: mccain family by chance
2: i can't tell you who (laughs)
0: Okay.
2: But. <laughs> just I'm just joking um, I'm just seeing, you know? uh, we, this one we did have um, an interesting one this was oh gosh um, and it was an, an investment file and they went to go do the final walk through and the seller I know this because they sent me a, the final walk through pictures the seller had converted the house into a bird sanctuary there mm. was actually <laughs> A turkey in the master bedroom. Oh my goodness. Wow. It was, it was, it was amazing.
0: That is so great. A a bird sanctuary in a house. I
2: know.
1: That's memorable.
0: (laughs) That's very memorable. All right. All right. Um, Good answer there. Uh, What are you reading right now, Jody?
2: um i've got a couple reads i'm doing there i've got them right here actually i start my day with a year of positive thinking each day so it's got you know each morning the first thing i do when i get to my desk i open it up and there's a different you know thought for each day Um, some of them are actually pretty funny so there's inspirational stuff in there funny things wisdom courage whatever so um i do that and then i actually i just started hard pivot by Apollo owner great book excellent excellent book chase change change, find purpose show up fully so um I'm excited about that one
1: it's a great book and I love how um you are so smart in starting your day with intention so I mean there's so many things that we can do to get our day started right. And I think a lot of that it it's all in the mind, right? So the first thing you do is just look at all of the things that you've got to do. And you're looking at your email and it's overwhelming. But you haven't fed your mind with something positive to start out with. It could right. totally take your day down the wrong path.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree. I, I, You know, being intentional and, and and setting intentions is one of the things that I... Uh, a thousand percent believe in, and I do every single day. Uh, I, I'm i a huge believer in it, and I and I know it works. Absolutely, um, very cool. Okay, uh, I like this. This one. is a good one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, what's something quite ordinary that maybe you've never done before? So, last episode, I talked about how I'd never had a hamburger. Ever. Ever so mcdonald's is not my friend right because i don't buy them yeah
0: you're not a burger person
1: yeah so what about you jody anything that's like everybody does it but maybe you haven't
2: i have never had seafood of any kind no lobster no no crab no sushi i am from the midwest i am a land roaming meat and potatoes girl
0: Wow, that's That's really surprising. A
2: fun fact.
0: Are you just like not interested in lobster or 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 shrimps? I
2: I don't know. I just think it's kind of weird. Like I enjoy watching people eat it. Like no fish either. Like in social. You never
0: had a tilapia or no? No, no,
2: no, no fishy, fishy here.
0: Wow. (laughs) That is so interesting and strange. That's so. Okay. I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't mean strange in a like strange way. <laughs> That's why like, we
1: like the quick questions. It's just like,
0: but it's like, you know, yeah, strange is great. It's just like, it's funny because, like, I, I, when I expect a vegetarian to say I've never eaten seafood before or I don't eat seafood because yeah. I'm like you're a vegetarian, but like, you're, and then there's people who would say I only eat fish. and I'm a pescatarian, right? And so I'm like, I get that. And then, yeah. but you're like, no, I only eat red meat and chicken. I don't surf. And turf. surf. I only no surf, surf, surf. No, I no. Surf. I only no, turf. turf. I don't surf.
2: <laughs> I'm. I. I would say I'm. You know, since I've gotten in. You know, after 35 and up, I've been more adventurous with food. Um, but you know, I.
0: So what do you mean by more adventurous with food? Like you, you. I you, don't
2: really know. I don't really know. You like sure. to
0: mix she's, mayonnaise she's and ketchup together.
1: Before. Bolder than before.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean I fringed out of my box a little bit, but you know, I mean I grew up in a cornfield, so <laughs> <laughs> I get it.
0: No, I, that's that's super cool. I Okay, how about I you,
1: Jamil? It. We didn't even share one oh, of those about you what, last it, Something time.
0: that I've never done that's super ordinary. Gosh. Chin up.
1: Oh what? Um, those are hard to a do. chin up i don't think those are for ordinary people no no those are hard okay yeah they're hard they're hard.
0: They're, they're, they're hard i've never they're done a chi- do. i've never done a chin up i don't know if i could do a chin up or not but i bet
1: you could do a push-up
0: I, I i think i could do a push-up i i have done push-ups before yes i've never done a chin up but I, I i i gotta think about that uh what 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 else have i i don't know i don't know
1: well, think about it because we got more episodes to come. Yeah,
0: yeah, we'll 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 circle back to this one. Um, that's this is great, and then and then last, <laughs> what is the best or worst advice that you've ever given or received? So just like some like total rock star advice or some so- total like doofus things that you've heard. Um, anything that you could share?
2: Well. I'd, I'd probably have to go back to my junior high basketball coach. Yes, I played basketball, all five, two of me. Basketball um, and dance. I know. Um, and Athlete. He, he was incredible. He was probably, I mean, I, I, I was good at basketball, but he was probably the first coach that wasn't my dad. That I felt like really believed in me and really gave me a shot at being, you know, a starting player or um, had had that confidence. You perform so much better when whoever your leader is has confidence in you. Mm. And so his he every practice and he would say it over and over during practice practices. Um, And it was, you know, when when you're in the game and you go and you do your team huddle and you say something before you head out onto the court, he always said, never quit, never quit, never give up and believe in yourself. And that has just stuck with me still to this day.
1: I love that, and you know what I think you just said, Jody. It applies to leadership, right? So, don't you feel like in any position you've ever been in, when you're around people who believe in you, mm-hmm. who are leaders yeah. in your life, don't they inspire you to be like the best version of yourself?
0: Absolutely. Not only, not only um, when when people that are like helping me believe in me, but even when when people that I'm helping believe in me. You know, it's 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 that the energy of belief that I think energizes us and pushes us in a different frequency of activity and, and really helps us, you know, almost transcend some of our own, like self-induced limitations. Like when people believe in you, you believe in you, you know, and it's, and it's really, it's really important. And I, you know, for me, I've, I've had that with my significant other, like my, my wife is a huge fan of me and she'll, she'll sometimes often she'll say to me like, you're great. You're amazing. And you can do anything and everything that you could possibly want. Even when I feel like a total dog turd, you know, but I have that <laughs> significant person in my life. That's like, you are amazing. You rock. And then I believe her. So then I, I, I push forward and and do the thing, you know? And so like, I, I, I really believe in that. I, I think that that's Gold. super true. Yeah, it really is.
1: It's like that yeah. quote about you're not who you think you are. You're not who other people think you are, but you're who you think other people think you are oh right
0: wow you're who other people think you are right is that what you you're said?
1: who you think you're other who you think, think other people think. are man that's that's yeah. deep
0: that's like inception deep <laughs> crazy um this has been so much fun, Jody. Uh, really, it's been, it's been a great opportunity talking to you. And uh, we really, really want to dive into some Q&A here before we let, it, before we let you sure. go. But before, before we do that, just last thing, is there any charity or thing that you're passionate about that you'd like to shout out?
1: Because we really want to share on this different ways that investors can help earn more money and also places they can give back or volunteer their time. So is there anything on that front that you're passionate about?
2: Um I do there is a well there's two of them. Um so for 10 years and they're based out of California. Um so I've got an out of state one and a local one that I support. Um but the out of state one they're based out of California and it originally started as um Camp Kindle and now it's it's merged and molded over the years. Um and it's now it's called Project Kindle. Um but it's for it started out as um, uh, it was for HIV positive kids or someone in their family, uh, mom, dad, sibling, whatever was HIV positive. Um, I actually was a counselor for them for 10 years before I got into the industry and had kids and all that stuff, um, you know, mentor, all that stuff for them. Um, and now it's kind of morphed into Project Kindle, which is for all kids that are sick, whether it's cancer or, you know, all the different illnesses that take over the life these days. Um, So that's kind of my world or national one. And then um, over here in Glendale specifically, um, Heart for the City is a big one that both my husband and I have supported for years. We go to their um, their heart ball, their their big fundraiser every February around Valentine's Day. Um, so that one is uh, near and dear to our heart because we we know um, we know the owner or the the main guy of that uh, charity and have come pretty close together with his daughter and and just supported them over the years and. I love helping kids. So anything that I can do, if there's any charities at all that I can ever help or give time, money, support in any way, I'm all about helping the kids. So yeah.
0: That's pretty great. Thank you for sharing that Jody. And uh, guys check out the organizations that she's championing. It's really important that we not only give our time, knowledge and, and, and resources to help, people that need it but also to get involved to, to be a part of it like you said she's you know, like jody said she's she shows up every february around valentine's day and supports and is a part of this so find a way find something that you can do and support because it helps you round out who you are as a human being now we're going to get into some of the questions because there's been a lot piling up here we're not going to get to all of them unfortunately guys but we're going to ask some of the more pressing ones and if there's any question that you did not get an answer to today you can email dina and what's that email again dina
1: title talk at fnf.com
0: all right so we're going to get it started here uh again it's title talk at fnf.com for anybody that's listening to this on apple or spotify but right away first question is bobby if you would put that up yeah great question from nadine can Torna, and it was, why would a t- title company need to verify the operating agreement of my holding company if my subsidiary LLC is the one that signed the purchase and sale agreement? I've been asked for OAs for both LLCs. Wow, she disappeared.
1: Wait, what happened? She just went ghost.
0: That is, that was. No, I'm sure.
2: I just, I'm afraid. I, I cruise off. It's not because I don't love you dearly.
0: Oh, no problem. <laughs> um, did did you, did you, did you were you able me? to hear that? Yeah, we heard you. We heard you good. Um, we had a little bit of a shaky connection, so we'll probably wrap this up sooner than later, but did okay. you get the question that we had asked? Uh, why would a title company need to verify an operating agreement of a holding company if the subsidiary LLC is the one that signed the purchase and sale agreement? Uh, Nadine has been asked for both operating agreements for both LLCs.
2: My guess would be I would have to see the entity docs, but I it would be my bet that there was something in the entity docs for the subsidiary that referred to other members or possible members having um, ownership. Um, or so that to would sign. be that would be my guess on that. Yeah, so or needing to sign from the ownership. The yeah,
0: something in the subsidiary LLC so documents pointed it. to. Correct. Makes sense. All right, uh, let's keep it moving. Um, when somebody opens uh, or signs a purchase contract, do they just contact the title company to open escrow and deposit EMD?
2: Yep, easy peasy. All you have to do is send over the contract. And contact information, of course, because we're going to want to reach out to both the buyers and sellers or investors or whoever's involved in the transaction and, and start getting the communications going.
0: Awesome. Let's go to Lenny's question, Bob. Right, that's a good one. Yep. There we go. Go ahead, Dina.
1: How much does it cost for a prelim, a preliminary title for a wholesaler, just to check to see if title is clean? We don't need a full title title, insurance how much
2: so if we do
1: so i think um we kind of talked about this at the beginning but yes. if we're going to do just a liens and encumbrances search in our operation we're not gonna um need to charge for that um but if we do a full preliminary title report then it's 650 dollars as a hard cost
0: but you don't be like as the investor you don't pay that the title company covers that expense correct Yeah. So the cost of the title company, Lenny is 650 bucks. So, so do that sparingly, but also instead do a lien and encumbrances search. That'll be a lot less money. Ooh, this is a good one.
1: Yeah, it is. So when we call a title company, discover if they are investor friendly, is there a particular person that we speak to or do we just call any office? So, um, if you want to connect with me and tell me what market you are in, I'm happy to connect you with an investor-friendly title company in your market. A couple of good questions to ask. Um, I would say ask them just, are you investor-friendly? Do you do creative deals? Do you do assignments? Do you do double escrows? What are your claims reserves looks like? I mean, those are pretty easy questions to ask any person that you're considering um, as a escrow officer.
0: I've had uh, Astro Flipping community members get scared to call a title company and ask if they're... We're not scared. I know, but they're like, (laughs) I feel scared to ask a title company if they do double escrows because I feel like I'm doing something wrong. If we can clear this up, is there anything unethical or wrong with assignments or double escrows? No. Is there anything illegal about any of that?
1: No, Is there not anything? here. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's about you know your threshold, right? It's right. about what you can ask them for advice too. Like, should this be a double escrow or should this be an assignment based on everything that we've got going on?
0: Awesome, Bob. Yes. Sorry, Bob. Bob, Bob, Bobby, Bobby. Bobby, next question. And Bobby. we did
1: lose Jody, so I'm so sorry that uh, her internet collect- connection um, went out. But she was so fun. Thank you so much for being here, Jody.
0: Uh, so Sylvan Art uh, of Healing asked, should I just walk into an office and introduce myself, or is that weird?
1: You know, it's funny you ask that. Um, it's not weird. I think I've actually, um, true story, I've got some investors we work with today that literally eight years ago, uh, they walked into my office in Tempe at Rio Salado and said, we need to talk to somebody about how do we get started in investing? And it just was a happenstance. I happened to be actually in the office because – As a salesperson at the time, I wasn't just hanging out of my office, right? So um, eight years later, we're still doing deals together. And I helped them with everything from who to connect with to start their LLC to who to connect with to get some investor education and everything in the the mix of that. And we've done hundreds of deals since. But I will tell you, it's going to be a lot easier if you set an appointment um, because our escrow teams are very, very busy. um, And you're definitely going to get their undivided attention if you're on their calendar.
0: Phenomenal guys, this has been an incredible time hanging out with Jody Ayella and Dina Jones from Fidelity National Title. Guys, we are so grateful. Jody, you're back. Nice to see you. I'm happy that we get cool. to say hi to you. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today and helping us understand all the nuances and crazy things that can happen in titles. Absolutely. Title is
1: Absolutely.
0: sexy Sexy. Thank sexy. you for having Great. us.
1: Should that be our hashtag? Title is sexy. Title is sexy. I like it. (laughs) Title is sexy.
0: Uh, One last question before, because we didn't get to ask you one. This might be a crazy question to ask. Skylar asked it, by the way, in case you do think it's crazy. Um, Is title and the deed the same thing? Are title and the deed the same thing?
2: Yes and no. So when we're referring to... So the deed is what vests your ownership. When I say vest, it means it holds your ownership. It transfers the ownership. It, it shows your vesting ultimately how you're going to hold title. When we refer to title, that's the deed, the chain, anything, any, any clouds, anything that's going on on the property. It's everything. And so the title insurance is what insures the title and the deed. So they really kind of cross over if if I'm going to answer you correctly.
1: And it's not a crazy question. No, I think that's it's
0: actually very- a great question.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Very good.
0: Jody, thank you so much for spending your time with us tonight. We really enjoyed this conversation. And how do people get in touch with you if they want to do deals in Arizona?
2: Um, I think, so Dina's got, they can co- always contact me directly, which is Jody J-O-D-I dot Ayala, A-Y-A-L-A at F-N-F dot com. That's F is infidelity. And they need and to make time sure
0: time. that you got to, they got to tell you that they found you on the Title Talk podcast. Because we want to make sure that, that A, that that's she right. knows where you came from. Uh, uh, and, and, you know, that's important. We want to, we want to. Yeah, working, let me oh. know
2: the connection for yeah. sure. Because I always, you know. If you if you mention Jamil, you're That's always enough. gonna
0: get the VIP treatment. Yeah, absolutely. If you say that I came from 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 Dina and Jamil, you absolutely are gonna get the red carpet VIP treatment. Not that anybody everybody doesn't already get the VIP treatment, but it's like VVIP. It's VVVVIP. Red carpet,
2: white gloves.
0: Yeah, red carpet, <laughs> white glove. You get the George Clooney treatment.
1: Yeah. Ooh. Sure. Ooh, and you've met him. He was like, eh.
0: I mean, cool, kind of hot, but like, eh. you know,
1: <laughs> and you can always email um, title talk at FNF.com. If you yeah. guys have any questions on connecting to
0: guys, we're going to keep bringing on escrow officers from around the country. So if there is uh, if you're looking for a investor friendly title company in your neck of the woods, email Dina at title talk at fnf.com and let her know where you'd like to see or hear from a title company in your local area but also make sure that you're tuning in every single week and also hit that like and subscribe button if you already haven't done that and follow dina on all her socials where can they find you dina
1: instagram it's just dina m jones and i think we're podcast is on apple and spotify already too so follow those absolutely
2: it
0: sure is thank you guys so much for tuning in jody you're amazing we appreciate you and love you and to everybody that showed up take care we'll see you on the next title talk